Welcome back to another edition of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and me oh my, do we have a jam-packed episode on our hands today. Prep football playoff actions, a few headlines from the Daily Interlake, we're going to dive into some Grizz and Bobcats talk, who are both coming off wins, I must add, and as always, we will highlight our prep players for the week. But first, a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by Nomad, voted the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit www.nomadgcs.com for more information. That's www.nomadgcs.com for more information. All right, quick reminder, you can subscribe to the Daily Interlake E-Edition to get all your local news right at your fingertips. Check out the dailyinterlake.com for more information. Let's get it rocking and rolling. Let's dive into those headlines. We're going to talk some prep football playoffs in our headlines this week. First up, Big Fork bounces the Scotties en route to the state semifinal game. I was in attendance for this one down at Big Fork, and man, that was an epic environment for some football. The snow was coming down, constant flurries throughout the day. It ended up in sunshine, only fitting. But one of those days where had a little bit of taste of everything, and the way Big Fork plays football, old school, run the ball in the snow, it just felt right. Also, Shout out Glasgow. I got to say, that's Scotty's logo. Pretty epic. I would definitely love that on a t-shirt. If anybody wants to send that in, I'll definitely wear it on the show. On the show. Okay, well, I will wear that shirt on the show. A lot to say there. All right, here we go. The Big Fork Vikings battered their way to a 52-12 Class B quarterfinal playoff win over the Glasgow Scotties led by Joseph Ferrier, who carried the ball 23 times for 155 yards and five rushing touchdowns on the day. The Vikings' rushing attack was relentless, piling up 321 yards on 41 totes. Real quick, I got to say, I kind of mentioned it before, but that Big Fork rushing attack in that weather with the snow, it just felt very old-school football. And Big Fork, what I like about them is they have an identity. Styles make fights. I always say that. I've said that on this program multiple times. I think Big Fork, they have a style. They know their game, and they know what they do best. They pound the football they get their running backs in space, and they make plays. Big Fork quarterback Tristan Hurd was 7 of 16 passing for 123 yards with three interceptions on the day. Hurd did find Elijah Thornis for a 26-yard scoring strike late in the fourth quarter for his lone touchdown pass of the day. The Big Fork offense finished with 444 yards of total offense compared to 125 total yards by Glasgow, who was intercepted four times by the Vikings defense on the day. The Scotties finished the day. 1-for-16 on third down conversions, while Big Fork was an efficient 7-for-12. The Vikings take on Missoula Loyola next in the Class B semifinal with a trip to the state title game on the line. All right. Keep an eye on Big Fork next week. I'll probably be at that game. We'll probably have some good uh, coverage of that one for sure. Next up, let's travel down the road a little bit to Polson. Reminder, you can check out the full recaps from these games in the Sunday, November 6th edition of the Daily Interlake or on the dailyinterlake.com. Let's get into the Polson game. Tough win, tough locomotives, tougher pirates. Polson's Jarrett Wilson intercepted a laurel pass with a minute seven left in regulation, then scored a six-yard touchdown run with 29 seconds left 
to lift the Pirates to a 14-7 win in a Class A quarterfinal football game Saturday. Wilson, the Pirates' senior quarterback, threw for 208 yards and ran for 98 more, also added two scores on the ground to guide his team into the semifinals for a second straight year. Polson, 9-0, travels to Lewiston, who is 10-0 next weekend for a shot at the state title. Lewiston just edged Columbia Falls 14-6 Saturday. It was the Pirates... Fourth showdown with the playoff team this year, and the third that was a one-score game. A sharp south-to-north win hampered both teams and played into Laurel's hands early. The local motives got a one-yard touchdown run from Gus Robertis with the wind to lead 7-0 in the first quarter. It took most of the day for Polson to get the lead. Here's a, co- a quote from Polson coach Caden Glinsman. Credit to Laurel. They knew what it took to stop Jarrett Wilson in our offense. I think the wind and the field were the difference. With the wind at his back in the second quarter, Wilson found Keen Jaron for a 27-yard connection to set up a Wilson touchdown run capping a 95-yard drive. The second half had plenty of action, but few points. Wilson had an interception on Laurel's first play of the second half, but Laurel returned the favor on the ensuing drive. Wilson would throw a second interception in the fourth quarter, and Laurel drove to the Polson's 33 before a fourth down pass was dropped. Polson's ensuing possession went nowhere, but... Wilson, doing it all, got off a 64-yard punt to pin Laurel deep. Then after Canham Johnson tore off a 20-yard run for the locomotives, Robertus tried another pass into the win, and Wilson was there for the pick again. Set up at Laurel's 28, Wilson found Tyler Wenderoth for a 16-yard gain on 3rd and 10, then he called his own number twice, scoring the game winner. Tia Mercer tacked on the PAT kick, and Nash made back-to-back sacks of Robertus to steal the outcome. One last quote from Polson's head coach, Caden Glinsman. We lost to them 28-14 in the semifinals last year, and that was a game we feel like we should have won. We weren't going to let the weather be an excuse for this team, and we were able to grind this win out, end quote. Let's get to the rest of our prep roundup. But first, a quick word from our friends at Nomad. At Nomad, the key to our success has always been the amazing talent and experience of our team. Based in one of the most beautiful places on earth, our Kalispell, Montana headquarters is home to some of the most skilled engineers, integrators, software developers, welders, electricians, carpenters, mechanics, and professional staff in the market. Our team is dedicated to working collaboratively with our value clients to ensure success in every mission. Join our team. Check out our careers page at nomadgcs.com careers to, ver- to view current job openings and to submit an application. Reminder, that's nomadgcs.com slash careers to view current job openings and submit an application. Go check that one out. All right. Reminder, you can check out the full prep recaps in the Daily Interlake Sunday edition or on the dailyinterlake.com. All right, real quick, we are going to have a little bit of volleyball news, then we'll get to the rest of the prep playoff action. Quick look at Glacier and Flathead, whose volleyball teams both had their seasons come to an end last weekend at the Western AA Divisional Volleyball Tournament in Missoula. Glacier fell to Big Sky and Flathead fell to Missoula Sentinel. But hey, kudos to both teams on their efforts this season. That's what it's all about. They're competing. They're playing hard. They're doing what they got to do. And shout out to them, you know, gearing up for next season and what is in the future. Moving to the prep football playoffs. The Glacier Wolfpack football team had their season come to an end as well with a 31-23 loss on the road versus Bozeman. Glacier rallied from a 31-7 deficit to make it a ball game, but ultimately came up short. They had two onside kick attempts. Both of them fell short, and then they ran out of time. Here's a quote from Grady Bennett on his team's performance. Quote, it's just hard when you feel like you didn't play your best, but I'm so proud of how they fought until the end. We got together at the end of the third quarter, and I asked them to give it their all until the final gun. And all of a sudden, it got interesting. 
Wolfpack star quarterback Gage Slider threw his 36 touchdown pass of the season on the day and wound up 17 of 30 for 220 yards passing in his final high school game. Slider has an offer from the Grizz, so I'm excited to see where he ends up and his next steps in his career. And I really like what Coach Grady Bennett said there. This team made a, made a push late. You're down big in a playoff game on the road. Not the best weather. It's easy to be a little demoralized. You know what they did? They rallied. They fought back. They made it a football game, and they made it come down to a couple of plays for Bozeman to beat them. And that's what you have to do. They put the pressure on. They did not let Bozeman off the hook and coast into their next playoff matchup. They said, look, we're going to fight. We're going to make an attempt, and you got to respect that. And I will say I'll move it up, keep it moving, but I, I just my own commentary here on Glacier covering them this year. Very fun team to watch. They had a little losing streak in there, but they recovered. They always had that mentality, you could tell, where they were never out of a game. They trusted Slider a lot, and they were going to keep pushing, keep fighting. And that pretty much sums up this team. Kudos to them. Kudos to Coach Bennett and all they accomplished this season. Okay, let's keep moving to another local squad. Columbia Falls fell 14-6 to to Lewistown in another defensive battle. Lewiston took care of business on the defensive side. Cody Schweiker did get the Wildcats on the board with a nine-yard scoring run in the third quarter. But the offense couldn't get any more footing. The Eagles outgained the Wildcats 190 to 128 on the day. Schweiker had 18 carries for 34 yards and was 11 for 23 passing for 79 yards with one interception. Justin Winnauer caught four passes for 48 yards, and the Wildcats ended the season 7-3. and three. So, Wildcats, very fun to watch this year. I talked about it last show. I really like the way Schweiker plays the position. I think he's a very efficient quarterback. You know, playoff football is going to be tough. You're going to have those low-scoring grinder type of games, and inevitably they fell short. But he's a junior. He'll be back next year. Columbia Falls, the future's bright for that football program. Very excited to see the future there and Schweikert's football journey. All right, let's keep it moving. All right, Hamilton knocked off Whitefish 34-20. to The Bulldogs fought back from a 20-6 to halftime deficit and trailed just 26-20 to after Finn Ridgeway found Clayton Godsey with a seven-yard scoring pass in the fourth quarter. Then came a golden opportunity. Hamilton lost 27 yards on a bad snap, then had a seven-yard punt to give Whitefish the ball at its own 25 with 7.06 left in the game. The Bronx held, though. Whitefish gave up the ball down to the 25, and Hamilton drove 75 yards for a Fredericks touchdown, making most of the final 508 off the clock. So taking most of the final 508 off the clock, excuse me. And Frederick was the Hamilton quarterback there. So Hamilton did do enough to hold on to the win. The Bulldogs did rally. You got to respect the heart, just like I said with Glacier. It's easy on the road in a playoff game versus a tough opponent to kind of falter. Whitefish did not do that. Finn Ridgeway kept him in the fight, kept going, and kept things moving. Hamilton will take on Billing Central in the semifinal Saturday. Whitefish ends the season 7-4. Ridgeway on the day was 14-23 passing for 173 yards. He ran 15 times for 48 yards. He ended the season with 1,259 yards and 17 touchdowns rushing and 1,684 yards passing and 15 scores. So, Ridgeway, just one of those kids that was a playmaker, had the good fortune of catching a couple of Whitefish games this season. A lot of fun to watch. I'm really excited to see Ridgeway's journey to the next level. He has a couple scholarship offers floating around, NIA schools, a couple D3, D2 schools. We'll see, you know, maybe uh, some big sky schools keep come calling. If not, hey, either way, kudos to him on his journey, and we will keep you updated. The more we learn, and he's fun to watch, that's for sure. Good player on both sides of the ball. Made, saw him make some big hits on defense. Anytime you got a kid who's – 
kind of like Jarrett Wilson earlier, making plays on both sides of the ball. That says a lot about their football IQ, their mentality. Ridgeway plays defense, plays offense. Mentioned it with Wilson earlier. So just another trait, football guy, as they say, football mentality, whatever you want to say. So that was it for our prep roundup this week. Not a ton of prep sports going on in the Valley, mainly football action. Got a little bit of a lull here, waiting for basketball, wrestling, swimming to get going. But that being said, like we'll definitely keep an eye on our local schools and the prep football action the next couple weeks. Big Fork Polson making that run to the state title game. We'll see what happens. All right. Quick reminder, make sure you're following the Daily Interlake on Twitter. That's Daily Interlake on Twitter to keep up with the latest breaking news in the Valley and beyond. Also, you can follow yours truly on Twitter, jdugan406 for local coverage and more. Also, if you're a Facebook user, make sure to check out the Daily Interlake on Facebook. They keep it active on there. Good stuff. So check all that out. Make sure you're following on the social media, staying up to date with all your local action. It's been a fast-paced show. I will say that we're rocking and rolling through this one. But let's get to those rep players of the week presented by Hagadone Media Group Montana. The team in Montana is here to help you grow. Our skilled team will assess your marketing goals and craft ROI-focused campaigns honed to meet your business needs. Our integrated marketing solutions will help your people find you wherever they are looking, whether it's Google, YouTube, apps, or in your local newspaper. Contact Anton at 406-758-4410 for more information. That's 406-758-4410 for more information. All right, so this week we only ended up with two prep players of the week. Like I said, not quite as much action as we've had the past few weeks. And I do want to mention this because I will say both the guys who ended up being prep players of the week here, their teams won. And now I and I just don't want to make it seem like you have to win to end up a prep player of the week. These two just really stood out and had such an impact in a playoff game. It's hard not to highlight that. I just wanted to say that, though, because you can play your heart out, lose, and still, without sounding too corny and cliche and being the, sounding like a coach talk myself here, you could still be a winner. All right. That, I know that was corny. You know, you, you can't lose and be a winner, but there's a lot of there's a lot that comes with playing your butt off, leaving all on the line, putting your heart out there. Just something to consider moving forward. Now, this week's prep players of the week, I will say, both did help keep their team seasons alive, though. So we'll keep it going. Big Fork football. We mentioned mentioned him earlier. Joseph Farrier. Farrier put the Vikings on his back Saturday in their Class B playoff matchup with the Glasgow Scotties. Farrier had five rushing touchdowns on the day and was the battering ram that led the Vikings to their blowout 52-12 win over Glass now. Farrier had three first-half rushing touchdowns and tacked on two more in the third quarter. So it's easy to see why he's one of our prep players of the week. It was flat-out old-school football, snow coming down, Farrier lowering the shoulder to fight for extra yards, fun stuff, impressive performance from Big Fork. Excited to see how they perform next week. Keeping it moving. This one, it might be expected. We've mentioned him quite a bit this show, but Polson Pirates quarterback, Jarrett Wilson, he does become the first ever player to have his name called three times on our prep players of the week list, but the kid's balling. What can you say? You got to give him his credit. So the Pirates senior quarterback threw for 208 yards. He ran for 98 more, and he had two scores on the ground to guide his team into the semifinals for a second straight year. He also had those two interceptions on defense. Like I mentioned, if you have the football IQ to play both sides of the ball, you're playing quarterback, especially a very vulnerable, vulnerable position. You take a lot of hits, and then you have it in you to go 
flip around, not take a breather, and get right back on the field and be the one laying the hits. That says a lot about Wilson and his mindset and his probably his passion for the game of football, I'd have to imagine. So the second interception of the day was the one that gave the Pirates the ball back late in the fourth quarter to set up the game-winning touchdown by Wilson himself with 29 seconds remaining. He was the ultimate playmaker in this one. He rushed for two touchdowns. He had the two interceptions, and he booted a 63-yard punt, which... Call me crazy. That's almost the most impressive thing of the day. I mean, a prep athlete booting at 63 yards. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game-winning touchdown, the interceptions are up there. But I got to give credit where credit's due. 63-yard punt while you're doing all that? That's hard. That takes focus. So it was the Jarrett Wilson show. Kudos to him. I'm really interested to see where this kid ends up playing on Saturdays. He's gotten some offers out there. We're waiting to see kind of where it all leads to because the talent's there. The the football IQ is clearly there, and I'm excited to see his football journey continue. So somebody's going to get a good player on Saturdays. All right. It was kind of a brief week, but again, those were your prep players of the week presented by Hagedone Media Group Montana. The team in Montana is here to help you grow. Our skilled team will assess your marketing goals and craft ROI-focused campaigns hone to meet your business needs. Our integrated marketing solutions will help your people find you wherever they are looking, whether it's Google, YouTube, apps or your local newspaper contact anton at 406-758-4410 for more information that's 406-758-4410 for more information all right this has been a speedy show but jam-packed that's kind of how i like it let's keep the ball rolling let's keep things moving let's keep covering the action because there's been a lot to get to but we're rolling through and that's what it's all about now it's time to talk a little bit of Grizz. Let's get to the Grizz football game. This recap of the Grizz was from the Daily Interlake's own Fritz neighbor who was in attendance to watch the Blizzard. Offensively, the Grizzlies put on Cal Poly and the Blizzard that was coming in from the sky. So it was snowing like crazy. It was a pretty epic day of football. I saw on Twitter the Grizzlies game went viral, whether it was ESPN or The Athletic or all these different platforms covering sports. Everybody was hyped for some snow football in early November, so you bet that one made the rounds. But let's dive into the recap fun stuff. Osmo and the Grizz overpower Cal Poly by Fritz Neighbor. October is over, and the Montana Grizzlies came to play. The Grizz wouldn't necessarily make that connection, but Saturday was a welcome tonic. Nick Osmo ran for a career-high 221 yards and two touchdowns as Montana crushed Cal Poly 57-0 at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Quarterback Lucas Johnson returned to the lineup and threw for three touchdowns and ran for another in three quarters, I might add. As the Grizzlies snapped a three-game losing streak. Here's a quote from Grizz head coach Bobby Houck following the performance. I was, we were fired up this morning at our walkthrough and all week in practice. Um, but we've we've had uh, excellent prep every week with this. They don't know any different. They prepare every week. They play their tails off. Um, and you know, I kind of admired them because we had we had lost three in a row, and, and a group that wants to go out and prepare like that, coming off of uh, some really really difficult circumstance. Uh, I'll just go back to this what I said before. I admire them. The losses came to probable FCS playoff teams: Idaho, Sacramento State, and Weber State. Cal Poly came in without a league win, and the Mustangs had the dual issues of playing a victory-starved Grizz team, and then some heavy snow squalls. They fell to one and eight and zero and six in conference play. 
it was over early. Johnson set the tone with a 24-yard scramble on Montana's first offensive snap. Five plays later, he hit Keelan White for 36 yards, setting up his own one-yard scoring run. After Johnson scrambled left, after Johnson scrambled left and found Xavier Harris, who turned a short pass into a 20-yard touchdown reception, the Grizz led 31-0 with 4.26 left in the second quarter. By then, the yard lines were obscured by snow, Bo Baldwin's Mustangs were out of it, and Osmo was on his way to the sixth-best single-game performance in school history. It had Halk recalling Chase Reynolds' 193-yard performance against Appalachian State in the 2009 FCS semifinals. Linebacker Braxton Hill was at that one. Here's a quote from the Grizz line. Backer Hill, who did have a team high seven tackles on the day. Braxton's from Anaconda. He can answer it. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> wanting. <laughs> I've been wanting. He does, to he does it in September. <laughs> I've been wanting to play in a game like Sorry, that ever since I've been ten, watching the App State playoff game. So, you know, um, defense. We we were looking at the weather and we were hoping it was going to snow like that. And I mean, it was a dream come true out there. We were flying around and. Uh, being on that side of the ball, you, you want that weather. So it was, it was fun out there. It was the first snow game for Johnson, a San Diego State transfer who also played at Georgia Tech. Here's what Johnson had to say. It was awesome. I mean, it was my first time really playing the snow, but uh, I thought it was cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm Montana tough now, so I, I was out there no sleeves, and I was proud of myself <laughs> for that. So, <laughs> But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it was really cool to play uh, in that type of environment with all my guys and it was a really cool experience. The official attendance was 25,658, but far fewer showed up. Those that suck it out saw Osmo get Montana's first 200-yard rushing day since quarterback Dalton Sneed did it in 2018. The last running back to do it was Jordan Canada in 2014. Those who stayed for the fourth quarter saw one-yard punt by Cal Poly's Thomas Lee after a low snap. It was that kind of night. Eventually, it all ended, and Montana had a single record for first downs, 37, breaking the old mark of 35 in 1999, and the second most yards in history, 695, the record 717. Next up is Eastern Washington Saturday at 1 p.m. at Washington Grizzly Stadium. The Grizzlies need to stack wins to keep the post in a range. A healthy Johnson would help. Here's one last quote from Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt good. I felt good to be out there with my guys again. Uh, and you know, sometimes you... Uh, go through speed bumps, but, you know, uh, this team's all about bouncing back from adversity, and, you know, that's where we show it tonight. All right, here's a few quick kicks from our man Fritz. Montana was down standout linebacker Patrick O'Connell, but still held Cal Poly to 192 yards of offense and 12 first downs. Another pair of Glacier products saw action with Drew Deck hauling in one catch for 15 yards, and fellow Glacier product Henry Noose, Pulling in a tackle on the day. Pulling in a tackle might have not. That was my wording there. That probably wasn't the best. He went and got a tackle. You don't pull in a tackle. All right? I understand that. All right. The fourth Glacier high product, Chris Punter, Patrick Rohrbach, did not see the field. I think that's a sign of how that day went. The punter didn't even see the field. Huge win for the Grizz. I mean, here's my analysis. This team got just what the doctor ordered. They had to shake off that funky feeling. Things weren't right. They were playing without their guy at quarterback. The media was starting to panic a little. The fans are starting to panic a little. The pressure is starting to there from a team with so much preseason hype. And guess what? Lucas Johnson comes back healthy and reminded everybody why this is a totally different Grizzly squad when he is healthy. His playmaking ability at quarterback was apparent from the start. 
he just brings a different level of offensive creativity to that team. They looked rejuvenated, and in my opinion, if they could follow that up with another big win over Eastern Washington this upcoming weekend, who's a historically tough opponent but has had a down year this year, this is a chance for the Grizz to really find that mojo as they head into the brawl of the wild and potentially the playoffs. You have an up-and-down year. I said it last show. They went seven of eight quarters without their starting QB, and it's clear now that he's back. This is the team that people expected to be on the field. At the end of the day, styles make fights. I say that all the time, but Johnson has a unique dynamic style. Chris Brown tried to fill the shoes. That wasn't working. So the Grizz, they got their mojo back. They're flowing. Nick Osmo probably just took the reins as the go-to guy at running back. I discussed that earlier this year with Fritz. Like, who's that guy who steps up and really takes over as the guy you can count on to get you, you know, four or five yards every time he totes the ball finished. Next thing you know, he ends up with 100 yards and two TDs. Osmo might be that guy. And what I really like about his style of play next to Johnson, Johnson can get outside. He can make plays with his legs. He can make the throws on the outside. And guess what that does? For a north-south north south runner like Osmo, it opens the middle of the field up for him to just keep churning those legs, pick up the four, five, six, seven yards, and keep the chains moving. And that's the style of play that is really hard to beat this time of year. Team defenses don't want to be on the field, especially when it's cold. They're chasing guys around. If you could do what the Grizz did against Cal Poly, keep your offense rolling, keep the opposing offense off the field, that's a good sign. So kudos to the Grizzlies. Big game. I also want to give kudos to the defense for playing a near-perfect game. This unit has been top-notch for Montana all season long. And, you know, just another statement performance. And now a real opportunity to make another statement with Eastern Washington coming to town. Because if you can have back-to-back dominant wins over conference opponents, that's big. And that's the kind of stuff, in my opinion, an FCS playoff voter, they're going to have to kind of – Gauge a little bit when you see, oh, Montana went on a three-game losing streak. Oh, wow, they're blowing teams out. What's the difference? Oh, their quarterback was hurt. We can act like the voters don't want to factor that kind of stuff in. They do. So I like Montana to really go out there, put on a nice performance against Eastern Washington, and keep that swagger going as they lead up to that brawl of the wild. All right, so now let's talk a little Bobcats. We dove into the Grizz. Looking forward to seeing how this season wraps up. It's been kind of a roller coaster for the Grizzlies, but it's been a lot of fun. Let's get into the Bobcats, who had a nail-biter versus Northern Arizona in Big Sky Conference play. This recap is from the Associated Press. This game took place in Flagstaff, Arizona, which, by the way, is at 7,000 feet elevation, so the Bobcats did have to deal with that. Here we go from the AP. Blake Glesner kicked a 24-yard field goal as time ran out to give Montana State a 41-38 win over Northern Arizona on Saturday. The Bobcats, ranked third in the FCS coaches poll, went 75 yards in seven plays to pull out the win after the Lumberjacks tied the game on a 46-yard Colin Robbins field goal with a minute five to go. After two completions from the 18, a scrambling Tommy Malott found Taco Dallard behind the defense for a 64-yard gain. Then, Elijah Elliott ran to the one, a penalty forced the Bobcats to go for the field goal. Malai had 119 yards and three touchdowns on the ground and was 13 for 19 passing for 179 yards and a TD. Elliott ran for 92. RJ Martinez of the Lumberjacks was 34 for 46 passing for 452 yards and three touchdowns and he also ran for a score. So 
That being said, Montana State led this one 17-0 in the first quarter, but NAU led 21-17 at half. That kind of just shows you what type of football game it was. The teams alternated five touchdowns before swapping field goals in the final 65 seconds. I, speaking of roller coasters, the Grizz about a roller coaster season, that was a roller coaster game for the Bobcats. Anytime you're up big, all of a sudden you're losing before halftime. What? So, hey, but kudos to them because they stuck in there, they took care of business, and they did what they had to do on the road, in my opinion, in, the, in a unique environment. You're playing at 7,000-foot elevation. You know, that's that's up there. That affects you a little bit regardless, you know. I know we're in the mountains here, but 7,000 feet, that's, that's up there. And R.J. Martinez of Northern Arizona, I mean, he can really play. He won Big Sky Freshman of the Year, and in high school, he tied the Texas State record for completions in a game with 50, and the guy he tied was uh, the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals right now, Kyler Murray. So they ended up pulling out the win on the road after kind of falling apart early. I think at the end of the day, that's all you could do if you're the Bobcats. You took care of business. At this point, the Bobcats, you got Cal Poly next on the road who just got demolished by the Grizzlies. You go win that game, and your main focus at this point, you can never play the game afraid of getting hurt. We've all heard that saying, or at least that's what I was always told growing up. You can't play sports afraid of getting hurt. So you don't want the Bobcats to go out there timid, but at the same time, you want to protect your guys. You want to rest key players and get them ready for that brawl of the wild in the postseason run. So that's where I'm at with it. I really like what the Bobcats are doing. And they got a great squad. Sean Chambers has been out and they're doing all this. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We're going to talk a little Big Sky basketball. But I do want to say that the Grizz, they're getting it rolling at the right time. The Bobcats, they found a way to win. Next week is kind of the, you know, maybe a trap game for both teams. Looking forward to their big rivalry week. But if they can take care of business in that one, set up for a brawl of the wild with potentially the playoffs on the line for the Grizz, we're looking at a special game. The Grizz and the Bobcats football teams both got wins. We're going to get back to Big Fork and Polson next week, see if they can keep their state title hopes going. But before we wrap this thing up, I do want to give a special thanks to Hagadone Media Group Montana for their support and remind everyone listening that this episode was brought to you by Nomad. Voted the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. It's a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Nomad has worked with NASA and various branches of the United States military, so you know Nomad. It's a name you can trust with your manufacturing needs. For more information, visit www.nomadgcs.com. I repeat, www.nomadgcs.com for more information. All right, that'll do it for this one. Thanks again to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad, and Hagado Media Group Montana for their support. On our next episode, like I said, we'll check back in with that Big Fork and pull some football journey to the state title game. And we're going to talk a little more Grizz and Bobcats football. We'll be looking forward to the Grizz of the Wild when we get back at this next week. So the, the brawl of the Wild, excuse me. A lot of football action. I was at that Big Fork game in the snow. Then it stayed up, you know, watching the Grizz game. It's been a heck of a weekend of football in Montana. Prep football action volleyball action, soccer just wrapped up recently, and of course, now we got Grizz and Bobcats basketball to talk about too. So it's been epic. That'll do it for today. I could go on and on. 
Thanks as always, y'all. I'm Josh Dugan, and that'll do it for the Interlake Sports Now.